One of the biggest things that I see, minimalist storage solutions that ruin a minimalist looking design is open shelving. I see it all the time, all the time, all the time. These people love um, a really clean, crisp look. They like it simple and then they buy these shelves that don't have side storage. There's no way to close off the stuff that you have on there. And a lot of times that happens before they have children. And then they have children where they had a baby and then the children get older and they put stuff on the shelves. You take things away from them. So you tuck it up in the closest high up place and you hide stuff. Next thing you know, those shelves are just a hodgepodge mess of stuff and it just looks like there's clutter everywhere and it feels very stressful and chaotic with those open shelf designs. I know I've talked about this before, but it is something that I see all the time and I hear people complaining all the time about how messy their home looks. They've decluttered as much as they can and they're frustrated that they just can't make it look better. And that's because everything that they own is visible they can see every item they own right there in their face. And it's stressful looking. It feels stressful. It looks stressful. It looks messy. And th- this isn't always a problem, but if you're complaining that the space feels messy, would it help to, if you can't replace the shelves, which most of the time there are free options or very inexpensive options, um, either at small, you know, online for marketplace or next door, or you can purchase for inexpensive at a store to get just some, the press board cabinets, um, to make it at least have sides on it. And especially when we're doing these tall ones around an entertainment center, I see this all the time. And they're just full of stuff and you're looking at all the different movie colors and patterns and they're trying to get a crisp, clean design, but because they have the open storage, they just can't get a crisp, clean design. Everything else is minimal. They have very few things and the shelves with the open, everything visible looks like a mess around the TV. So when they're sitting there, they're still feeling like they have a workload on their plate Um, especially if their children are moving around and dropping little things as they go, because that's just what children do. They move things around. They knock the pillows over. They, um, they bring a book for you to read or a toy to show you, or they're coloring something. They are moving things around because they want to be near you. So they have to bring it into the space where you are. doesn't matter where you plan to keep their toys. They're going to play where you are. So they're going to be near you. And my six year old is still doing this. Um, she's coming and bringing her toys wherever I am, her things, her coloring. It is with me wherever I am, whether that's the room her coloring stuff belongs in or not, because she's going to color near me. She wants to talk to me about her drawings. She wants to talk to me about it. She wants me to see it. And just having children in space makes them messy. But when we are going to organize our spaces and we're going to plan out and, and figuring out why the space looks messy, ask yourself, is it because of the furniture? Is the furniture or the, the different pieces of furniture, do we have three different pieces on this one wall that's making it feel messy and cluttered because we have 
there are different pieces. The entertainment center is one piece, this shelf is another piece, and then this shelf over here is another piece because we're using them for different things. But they are all in the same view. We're looking at them at the same time, so they should be cohesive. If they are not the same, can we paint them? Can we adjust it? Maybe add something on top so they are an equal height visually to give you some symmetry in the room. A lot of times the symmetry is off and that's why it feels so awkward. But most of the time what I see is that we have these cube shelves and then they don't have the cubes in them or we have all the different colors and patterns of cubes. So the little cube baskets. So it still looks like a mess. Or we got the cheap ones and now they're bent and warped or sagging because our children sat in them. <laughs> um, and now they don't work and they don't fit in the cabinet properly to fill the space. So they just look like a mess. Or we have pets and we got the textured ones and now they just look like a mess because there's hair stuck on them and slobber on them and we haven't cleaned them yet. What is the problem? What is it when you're looking at the space Instead of just feeling guilty and negative feelings about the space and frustrated that you just want to throw it all away and start over. Before you can do that, before I can do that as a professional organizer, I have to figure out what is the problem. And every time when my clients are talking to me about the problem or what they're frustrated with in the space, then I know where the problems are. But even just in a Facebook post where someone shares a messy space, I can tell what it is that feels messy about it to that person just by the words that they're using, just by the way they're complaining or the way they're talking about the space or their family um, in the frustration that their family is messy, but they are tidy, but you didn't get organization that works for your family. And now you have a problem because those open shelves, those um, cube shelves, your kids aren't going to put things away the way you do. They're just not going to do it. They're going to mix in different things. They're going to put stuff in the wrong place. They're going to move the cube baskets to a different location. And then you're going to be looking for it. And it's just, we have to think about what is the problem with this space? Why is this space not functioning for the people? Is it because there's just too much stuff that they're trying to fit in here? Is it because the shelves are too far apart and they have a lot of tiny things on there? If that's the situation, you either have to try and relocate those items. Would those items be better in a dresser or in drawers rather than on the shelf that's open? If we have a lot of tiny things like makeup on a large shelf that has a lot of clearance, 18 inches is way too much for um, your makeup stuff. They're smaller items than that. They need a lot less space. So what do we need to do to make it work? Do we need to get some stackable containers? Do we need to go through and throw out the stuff we haven't used in a couple of years that we just spent good money on? And so we still have it, but we didn't like it when we first started using it and we still don't like it. <laughs> Can you give it to someone else? Can you bless someone else with that stuff that you're not using? If you're not using it and it feels like clutter in your space, it's actually costing you more to keep it than it is to get rid of it. Because you're stressing yourself and that is emotional value. That, that stress that you're feeling, that pressure, that negative thought about what your space looks like, that is adding negative cost to your life. You're, you're 
you've got to make the decision. Those things are not more important than your peace of mind. And if you're feeling like you don't have any peace in your home because of the mess all the time, and your husband's frustrated that he keeps looking at the mess and you know, he doesn't know what to do with it because it's not his stuff, it's the kids and the house stuff. And, and it just, he needs help. Everybody needs help. And if you're feeling that way and you're feeling that frustration and you can't figure out what to do and you don't know where the problems are, share that in the Facebook group. That's something that I can do in there um, without any cost and answer those questions for you. I can help you figure out exactly what it is that would be helpful in that. If you don't want to do it in the Facebook group, book an SOS call. They're so easy. And I just give you the solutions. I can even draw up a design sometimes in those SOS calls so that you know exactly how you can, you have a couple of options, maybe just rearranging some furniture or adding a basket here and moving that from that shelf to a different shelf can fix the problem a lot of times. I I mean, it really can be so easy, but when we, even myself, when I'm living in it all the time, I get to a place where I am am feeling so crushed by the weight of the problem that I can't see a solution. And I see this with my clients all the time, so many times with you, that you have so many people coming at you for so many different things all the time that you don't know. Your brain doesn't have the capacity to come up with a solution for that. So you need someone to just tell you what to do to fix the space. And I'm telling you, it's worth that $100. Book an SOS call, get it done, get that solved, get those solutions done. And you can see even on the website and the Facebook group that there's other people that have done that and found those solutions just with a call. Like they've been able to make those improvements and know what to do and how to do it and where things need to be so that as they have time throughout the week, they can get it to that space and they can make it work around nap time, around visits, around school pickup and drop off and making meals and all the things because I make it easy for you. Bite-sized little manageable pieces that you can do, you can handle on your own and you can tackle on your own. You don't need someone else to come in and help you with it. You can accomplish these things that I'm giving you to do on your own. Some people, it may take a lot longer than others, but most of the time you can do it within the week. Almost every time you can make a huge visual, noticeable improvement that day. Like same day. I have before the call, after the call, and the questions in between. So I do usually after the SOS calls, I do answer a couple of text messages um, back and forth through that day and that week to help you get those solutions. But I do not continue those on unended. Those are just going to be a quick answer. So um, sometimes I can just give you a quick Pinterest picture of what I want it to look like or something that would be helpful for you. So if you are feeling like you're stuck and you're overwhelmed and you don't know where to start, Try the Facebook group for a quick free option. Second would be book an SOS call because it's not worth your mental health to continue to feel stuck and overwhelmed and frustrated and to have that negative tension in your family and in your home because of the mess around you. Because mess is stress. Mess is stress. So if we're looking at mess all the time, we are stressed. Our bodies have 
they cannot not see the mess. We feel the stress. We feel the embarrassment, the frustration, and usually we just burden ourselves with it and beat ourselves up about it. Even myself right now, I haven't been home much this week and I'm looking at my husband's laundry that didn't get put away this week earlier. And I'm looking at the pile of laundry in the laundry room that I haven't been home to wash. I mean, in the bathroom (laughs) of his dirty laundry and our dirty laundry that I haven't made time to wash this week because I haven't been home and I'm getting ready to be out of town again. So (laughs) it just gets so busy and overwhelming and we beat ourselves up about it and we feel bad about it and we're embarrassed. I'm embarrassed that when I had someone over this week, We hadn't put the blankets and towels away that I washed. We had so many messy beds and spills and things that we just had way more towel loads this week than we normally do um, this past week. So when I had people over last week, they saw that and it was still there and I felt bad about it. And I don't like to feel that way. I don't like that to be piled up, but that is one of my children's chores. And then I wasn't here in the afternoons to enforce them putting them away. So they piled up and I knew that I could take 10 minutes of my day, fold those up and put them away, or I could reinforce my children doing their chores and being responsible. But are our children going to do that when we're not home and when we are only home right after, you know, late dinner and rush to bed, is it really the right time? And I chose to keep the peace and let the mess pile up. And a lot of times that's what you're doing too, as moms, as busy people taking care of everyone else. That's what's going on in our homes. And it it just, I mean, it happens in my home too, but I know it's a quick solution. I can quickly get that stuff put away. It can be put away in the next 10 minutes. Um, My husband's clothes, I can put those away really quickly, but I'm finishing this podcast episode and then I'm getting ready to go to the school. So I have got so much that I'm going to do this week and it's not my priority. He's going to have time later to do that. He can take care of that, but I will get the washing done. I will have it folded and sorted and ready to be put away. That's what I do for my family. And if they don't get it put away, that's not my responsibility. But if it's going to continue to be a mess, then I have to step in and manage the mess, right? That's our jobs as the manager of the house, the CEO of our home, that we have to make sure that those people under us are accomplishing their tasks. And my husband may be the owner, right? The, the owner of the head of the family, right? But he's not the one that's home making sure things get done. He's just not here. He's at work. So he's not making sure things get done. And so that's my job. I have to be home to do that, but I am working as well. I just have a lot more flexibility with my schedule and I have to make sure that I prioritize when I am home to not just be home fussing at my children. Hey, you haven't done this. Let's get this done. Time to do this. And, and bossing them around the whole time. I have to make sure that I'm keeping that relationship happy and positive. And if I'm focusing on all the things that are on the to-do list all the time and all the things that aren't finished in the home, then I'm not able to be as good of a mom to them and to focus on what their needs are. I don't make time to listen to what's going on at school or how they, you know, what they did this afternoon while I wasn't home. Um, And I need to make sure that I'm doing that as well. So sometimes things get behind at home, but it's an easy fix. All I have to do is spend a couple of hours and I can reset my entire house. 
I can get those two loads of wash done. I can get all the laundry put away, all the towels put away. I can vacuum and sweep and make all the beds and all the things that need to be done. I can do that, but it's not all my responsibility to do either. The rest of my family has their parts that they're responsible for as well. And I need to make sure that I am teaching them to love their home and to take care of their things and their home and to love their family by not leaving their messes for us to have to work around. That's what we need to prioritize in our homes is making sure that if we are leaving messes, we're not leaving messes that are going to be in the way for other people. So my husband's pile of laundry that's waiting to be put away, his clean clothes that are folded and laid flat waiting for him to hang and put away, that's in his chair. It's, it's not in my space. I can, I can go do everything that I need to do without that being in my way a single time. Now, if he had that all over the bed, that's in my way. That's causing a problem for me because I need to sleep. But sometimes I need to sit down to put my shoes on or to talk to a child on my bed. And so that's where it would be needing to be relocated or it would get messed up because I didn't put it in a safer place. Um, in our last home, I put it on the dresser and that worked really well. It doesn't work well in this house to put it on the dresser because of its location. So <laughs> just changing up certain things sometimes makes a big difference. If you are having a lot of tension in your relationship with where you're putting your husband's clean clothes, maybe find another place for them to go and maybe have the conversation. Does he have more clothes than he can manage? Because that's what I'm doing with my children. That's what I'm doing with my husband. Does he have more t-shirts than fit in his drawer properly? I don't care how many he has. I'm not responsible for them. But if he has so many that it feels overwhelming and he feels like he has to do a complete reorganization of his dresser every time he has clean laundry to put away, then you maybe need to rethink how many you have and how many you need. Like that, that shouldn't be happening. You shouldn't have a completely full dresser of clothing, a completely full closet of clothing and multiple baskets of clean and dirty clothing waiting to be put away or washed. That if you have a pile of clean clothes waiting to be put away and a full hamper of dirty clothes waiting to be washed, you should have some empty drawers and you should have a bunch of empty hangers, right? We should have space to put these clean things when they're ready to be put away. And if you don't have room for that, you need to make some decisions about what is important. If you've already worn these things for the last, I mean, honestly, you've got a week or so of clean laundry ready to put, put away and a week or so of dirty clothes waiting to be put in the wash and taken care of, what's still left in the dresser? What are you not wearing? What are you not wearing? Is it because you have everything you own in a small space? Is it because, um, you know, could you maybe take out your summer stuff in the winter and get it out of the way and maybe put it in a storage container um, in a different room, in a different closet so it's out of the way in the attic? Um, is there another place you can put those things that you're not currently wearing? I keep my out-of-season clothes in my dresser in the bedroom because I have room in my closet for everything that I'm currently wearing. And then the things that I'm not currently wearing, the things that aren't appropriate for the season, I keep those in my bedroom dresser. For my children, they're growing. I don't keep a lot of stuff from last year for them. 
but I do keep hand-me-downs and things that have been passed for cousins or things that I found at a great deal that's just a size too big. I keep a bin of that in the top of their closet for them to be able to get when they change sizes or we change seasons. Um, when we pull out the, the winter gear, um, which we've pulled out a good bit of it now, but they have another coat up there that's a bigger size. So if they grow, they still have a coat they can wear. Um, I don't like to keep a lot of bulky stuff. Uh, so I really only keep one in there, one coat, one size up and anything bigger than that, it goes to a cousin or a friend or a family member because we don't need three sizes of clothing for my children. They don't grow that fast. And if they do, like my oldest just grew that fast, he doesn't want the stuff that I would have saved for him anyways. He has changed his style a little bit. He just wants something a little bit more simple or something a little bit more whatever. He has a different style now. So saving that stuff doesn't do me any good. I need to have something that he can wear that's big enough that when he grows, he can fit into something. And then I have um, the stuff that's a really good quality or the things that were special to me or sentimental from an older sibling that I did save a couple of those things. And those are all in those bins at the top of the closet, the one bin for each kid in their next size next season. And then they each have a sentimentals box that has their school paperwork, their artwork, their baby blanket, um, special baby outfit, um, something like that. That's all in there those little bins and it keeps it easy. It keeps it contained and it helps me to stay on track for what they are able to keep up with. My children really only have a little more than a week's worth of clothing. They, they really do have to do their laundry every week and it works really well because it feels really overwhelming to me to have two weeks of laundry from each kid waiting to be washed. If I've had a busy season, however, if I know that they don't have enough clothes to wear tomorrow to school or for the next two days when I'm gone, then I know that I have to prioritize washing their laundry and having it ready for them to put away before I leave. Then they can take care of the rest of it. But I'm not going to come back and have two weeks worth of clothes and four loads of laundry waiting to be washed because they mixed it all together and there's clean mixed with the dirty and all the mess. I, I don't want, that is so much more stressful to me than just having what they need right now. I know that anytime I have to have some, anytime that my children have outgrown their clothes, I know that I have enough money somewhere that I can go and purchase a new pair of pants for them, a new pair of shoes for them, a new shirt for them. Um, like I, I have it. I'm, a, I'm able to do that. Even if it's just $5 at the secondhand shop, <laughs> I can still, I still have the ability to get them what they need every time. So if we have, um, and I've had to do this twice this school year with my, ch- my, um, younger children, uh, they ran out of pants and then they ripped two pairs of pants in a week. Both of them, my daughter actually ripped three pairs of pants in a week. And my son ripped two pairs of pants in a week. So I had to go and replace those pants um, for them. So they had enough for the week, but it was an easy, quick, it didn't really add anything to my day. I was already planning on going to that store every two weeks. I can pick up that item. Um, It's not a big add on to my budget. Um, I think their pants that they've been wearing are like $12. They're not expensive. I can buy that again if I need to. 
right? I can take something out of my grocery budget to put that in. If that's where we are and things are that tight, I can make those adjustments. So I, I, I want you to hear that it is possible and it is easy. And I know that when I was over buying for my children, that I ended up wasting a lot more money than I do now. I ended up feeling a lot more stressed. Sure, it's fun to go and get them all the cute things and all the fun things that they love and they have, but it's not always the best because I do that and then you know the next time we're cleaning out the closets come spring, then you know at the end of spring I'm looking at these things that they never even wore all winter and now their arms are longer and they can't wear them anyways. And I wasted all that money on all those items and now I have a full shopping bag of stuff that they never even touched and I wasted all that money. That is what I was doing before and that is what I see most of my clients doing now is buying so much stuff for their children and for themselves that they're not wearing everything that they have and then it feels like we're just completely overwhelmed with the laundry all the time. And we've got to put a stop to that because our lives are so much more important than washing the laundry. Now, I love to have a variety of clothes. I love to look a little different every day. Every day of the month, I like to look a little bit different. But sometimes I can do that just by changing out my accessories, put on a different pair of shoes, wear those same the same entire upper part with a completely different pair of pants and shoes, and now you look totally different outfit. It's that easy. And if it's not that easy for you, book yourself an SOS call. Let's get you styled out. Let's figure out where the problems are in your wardrobe and make it easy for you. It doesn't have to be stressful. And if you don't, if you're stuck in a rut where you're just wearing the same things over and over again, just because it's easy, it doesn't have to be that way. I can help you with that. I can help you figure out how to style yourself so that you feel like you, but you feel like you look good. Okay. It doesn't matter what size you are. It doesn't matter if you just had a baby or you're about to have a baby. You should feel good all the time. And I'm telling you, you don't have to spend a ton of money if you don't have a ton of money. And you don't, if you're just doing this for a short season, like right after having a baby, you know, your size is going to be changing over the next six months to a year. You know, your size is going to change. You don't need to go and buy a whole new wardrobe and drop a, you know, two grand on new clothes that you're not going to be able to wear next year. That's not what I want for you. I want you to be able to find a couple of pieces that look really great on you right now and work with what you already have and can add that style back into your wardrobe so that you look and feel great about the way you've put yourself together and that you can do it again and again and again in a slightly different way and still feel like you look great and still feel great about yourself no matter your size because our bodies as women, as mommies, we are built to create life. Like we are growing our babies. We are keeping them alive. And so our bodies go through so much for that. And our minds, our mental health, like so much of our, our be our life is around them. And it's so easy to forget that we're important too. And then when we, when our babies become more independent and they stop needing so much of us, we realize we don't even know 
who we are anymore because we haven't put any time into it, any time into us. And sometimes we just need to figure out, like maybe it wasn't children for you. Maybe it was just work. Maybe you just worked so much that you just didn't put any time. You were in school, you were working, you were doing all these other things and you just haven't thought about yourself in a while. And it's not selfish. It's, it's not selfish to think about yourself a little bit if it helps you to be a better person. If you're thinking about yourself in order to not think about others and not do, uh, not take care of others and not be a better person, then you're not doing it for the right reasons. Because I know for myself, I have so much more energy when I feel like I look put together. When I feel confident about the way I am dressed and about um, the way I fix my hair or whatever, I feel more energy. Like I just feel better. So I can be better to those around me because I feel good when I eat right, when I take care of myself, when I have clothes that actually fit me instead of right now, I've gained a little bit of weight. So when I sit down, I have to unzip my pants so that I'm comfortable. I don't feel the best. I certainly don't feel that much energy. I definitely don't have extra energy wearing tight pants all the time. So these are things that we have to think about. Are we wasting more time trying to squeeze into the stuff that we have instead of just ordering another pair of pants? You know what you liked before, just because you added a little bit more weight or you dropped a little bit of weight, don't stay stuck in the pants that don't fit you anymore. Get another pair. You can probably look and see what size and style and brand those were and order them online without ever having to go anywhere. They'll show up at your house in a couple of days or a week. And voila, problem solved. (laughs) It doesn't have to be hard. And it doesn't have to be something that requires a lot of extra effort on your part. You could probably do it laying in bed tonight or sitting in your car at the stoplight or at the pickup line or while you're waiting for your dinner to be brought out at the restaurant Well, whatever, when you're sitting on the couch watching a show with your family or waiting for that last two minutes for the wash to swap so that you can put that next load in, whatever you have going on, you can probably make time to do that one thing that will make you feel better and to make you have more energy and feel more productive with your day, feel more energized and more efficient. What is that one thing that's going to make that difference for you? I hope you guys don't stay stuck. I hope you choose to make a difference and make that change and reach out and let me know what you did. I would love to hear from you. All right. Have a great day. I'll talk to you soon. Bye. Hey friend. Thanks for listening to this episode of the SOS mom show. I hope that you have been inspired and feel less overwhelmed and able to take on your projects at home after listening to this show. If you want more of the behind the scenes and to connect with me, you can find me in the Facebook group at the SOS Mom Show, that's in Facebook groups, or email me at hello at the SOSmom.com. I will be there waiting to answer your questions and to help you simplify, organize, and style your home and your life. I am praying for you. I hope you have a blessed day. I'll talk to you real soon. Bye. Thanks for listening to this episode. Did I say it right?